This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Traction, so we're blowing up, motherfuckers. Blowing up. We're <laughs> trending on a form. What up? We are blowing up. Well, kind of. Right. Yeah, now we've but... gone from four to five followers. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a big deal. It's getting up there. So I guess I should just get this out of the way. For those of you who are new listeners to this podcast, we are the Swerve Podcast. And we are three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So every week we pick a random topic that we don't really know anything about. We research it and then we try to discuss it on the fly and figure it out. Also, just uh, want to stress something that, you know, we do about what well, besides Magnum and maybe Envy, he does way more research than I do. <laughs> You know, this is like a one week we're putting, you know, maybe three to five hours total combined research in. Well, I usually put three myself. Okay, well, that's why, okay. Sometimes five up to, to six. five. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'm really dropping the ball. <laughs> but don't come to us and say, oh, this is so fucking, like, don't go go write some essay. Oh, well, this is yeah. a podcast. And- Am I missing something? Is, is someone shit on us? Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get into it in the post. We'll get into it with the post. Shit, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, on Reddit we got a few comments. Oh, the misinformation. It's like, yeah, that's what this is. This is not like, don't take this shit to the bank. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, don't don't cite us in your research reports in the reference as, section. Yeah, as, <laughs> most of what we're getting is off Wikipedia. We like, still haven't donated. As if some fuckers like. Backtracking, like, oh, yeah, they got no, it was actually two days prior to that. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. I just want to get that off my chest. One star. <laughs> One star. One star review. Um, well, okay, the other part of our podcast is, you know, another reason why you probably shouldn't cite us is that uh, we like to crush some booze while we do this. We like to dabble in the old, the old alcohol that's, train. That's a good point. So let's start it off here, Magnum. Oh, we're the only ones going? Okay. Yeah, apparently I'm used All right. Little fireball whiskey. Bottoms up. Nasty shit. <sighs> okay. How does that Ooh. taste? That'll warm you up. <laughs> it's good. Hey, you should have one. It's good for the soul. Be a part of the team. Be a team player. Yeah, be a team so, player, motherfucker. I guess we should just jump into today's topic. Oh, he's... he's D-M-T. Okay, yeah, we're talking about DMT today. 
Um, <laughs> Super trap. So I, I titled this one, The Psychedelic Spirit Molecule, Interact with God or Mechanical Elves that Speak Geometry. <laughs> or be Joe Rogan's best friend in the process. <laughs> so that elf thing was so funny, reading that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, though? I think we'll get into this and we'll, uh, there'll be some merit. Um, I just want to say I think it's probably wise if we shout out a disclaimer right off the fucking top before we get into this. We are not advocating the use of DMT, <laughs> nor do we promote or condone its use. We're we simply hashing out the topic. We've tried it a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kidding. Yeah, no, we don't even know. Yeah, so, you Reddit users, calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> the Reddit users. Uh, that's good. That's okay, though. It's it's All feedback is good feedback. We will... We will invoke the Kardashians. Any media is good media. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah, for us, good publicity is... Or bad publicity. Or any publicity is... Bad publicity is still good publicity. Yeah. That's the expression. Yeah, yeah it still gets us out there. So, well, thank you, you fuckers. Yeah. Take the lesson. <laughs> still wait for your money. <laughs> well, I think, I think one thing we have to uh, discuss... Uh, I just kind of want to give a layout of the landscape quick like when we get into this I think like we'll hop into the basic there's so much to talk about DMT so I think like we'll start raw basics like and I, what it is like what the yeah and I kind of want to talk about like maybe some of the effects that people feel there's a lot on that but then there's a lot of like uh like science shit that I want to talk about. I figured you were going then, to get into that stuff. So. Then to finish off, uh, we actually have some listeners that submitted their personal DMT experiences. All right, so let's hop into the basics here. So DMT stands for N-N-dimethyltryptamine. So it's an extremely potent psychedelic molecule of the tryptamine class. So I thought this was kind of interesting. Apparently, there's a bunch of different tryptamine molecules, and they all have like a similar structure, um, and they have different effects. So I'm not sure if DMT is the most potent psychedelic that exists. It's just really common. Because there's no, no, no. It's not not that it's common, but there's there's ayahuasca other ayahuasca stronger, isn't it? Ayahuasca, the active ingredient in ayahuasca is DMT. Hmm. But there's like, for instance, five meo DMT, which it, the structure of the molecule looks very, very similar. But it's just a little different and it's secreted by toads by toads so hmm. what i'm saying is there's there's a whole class of psychedelic molecules um that seem to fit into this tryptamine class and what's interesting about that um they, they don't understand the mechanism of action perfectly but it's very similar to the neurotransmitter serotonin which we've probably heard of that's like the neurotransmitter i guess it regulates mood and like hmm. happiness and well-being so that mole serotonin molecule, it binds a certain receptor, which we'll talk about. It's called a 5-HT2A receptor. And when it binds that, it has its function. The thing about DMT is that it's very similar to the serotonin molecule. So it partially binds that receptor and activates it. So like the, the thinking is, in some way, DMT is kind of like hijacking the serotonin pathway, like in the brain. And okay. it's a partial agonist for the receptor that serotonin acts on. So we'll have and to keep that in mind. really just 
amplifies things. That's why I don't know. I think, you know, they don't know for sure. There's a couple, there's another receptor that they found DMT binds to. It's called Sigma-1. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> but it's it's interesting because it's, it's, they don't know, but that's what they know. They know it's similar to serotonin. Like if you look at the molecule. Serotonin like releases in your body when like you get like that rush feeling. Yeah. yeah it's like a good, of, it's like yeah. a good feeling. It's like, yeah, it's like when you're in gambling or like sex, yeah. hugs. You're all shit like that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, a good yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And DMT, it doesn't give you the same effect of serotonin at oh, all. It's okay. way, way like it's a fucking psychedelic potent drug. But the fact is, it's very similar to serotonin. But if it in is structure, binding, is it, if it's partially. binding with the serotonin, wouldn't that make sense receptor. why it's called a receptor? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Maybe it, when it binds it, it changes the receptor's shape or something, so it functions differently. Like, we don't we don't know. Really we don't really know how it works. Sounds like your next PhD. Ah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. So... I just want to say, still in the basics here, it produces short-lived, intense visionary experiences and vibrant hallucinations of dynamic geometric forms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just to quickly mention, DMT doesn't last as long as, like, acid or oh no, it's quick. mushrooms or something. Yeah, isn't it the long? It's, it's like the long weekend faster. drug. They're calling it like the weekend. The getaway weekend. The business trip job. Business yeah. trip. That's a yeah, place. because yeah. so I guess yeah, we can say that right now. Usually the duration of the experience is five to twenty minutes. Uh, with the onsets rapid, like within 20, 40 seconds, you're in the fucking trip. <laughs> you know, you might peak around you know two to ten minutes, but then you it's gone. So it's very quick, but extremely potent. And often people describe like, you know, it as a mystic experience. When it's often characterized as like a life-altering event in people's lives, right. use it. So it's not just like people are, you know, obviously people use it to get fucked up. People yeah, like getting of fucked up. In tribal cultures and stuff, when they, use, when they use DMT, like not ayahuasca specifically, but DMT, they use a stronger version of it and they mix it with other stuff, so it lasts about three to four hours. Well, no, the thing is... with wasn't that like hit or miss, though? Wasn't they're not necessarily always getting the... No, here's the thing. So with the, the tribal... DMT, DMT, with the tribal thing, the reason it lasts so long is that, so normally DMT, it's it's smoked, it's inhaled, but you can take it orally. Yeah, you can drink it. If you have uh, an MAO inhibitor at the same time. Oh, doesn't everyone just have that in their closet? No, well, here's the thing. So what we're talking about. It's not just like a <laughs> thing. Everyone no. just has one of those. It's like in a first aid kit. Yeah, nobody's sick. It's yeah. like Joe Rogan's fucking medicine cabinet. He's got a bunch of M.A. <laughs> but, well, this is actually kind of interesting because, yeah, like, you, know. you, like you were saying, the... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. The fucking... Uh, nice. Uh, round two. Um, like you were saying, the tribes use it. They usually use ayahuasca, is what they refer to it as. Yeah. And it's, it's made from bark, like these tree bark, and they brew it with another plant that has the MAO inhibitor naturally in it. So then you can ingest it because normally, like, say you were to ingest DMT, your gut has enzymes that metabolize it, and so you, you don't get the effect. But if you have that MAO inhibitor, it blocks those enzymes and then it can act. You know and what? Like, it's more profound and longer lasting. Like, what fucking idiot went around like licking toads and like eating bark to find out that they get high off of this shit? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sure you can get, you know. Pay someone like fifteen bucks an hour. Hey man, go lick those toads. Dude, I'm sure. I'm sure it just comes up naturally. Like they probably, you know, you're you're a hunter gatherer. You're looking for stuff. 
you make a fucking brew or a soup one day and you fucking, you know, and then, and then it gets passed down. It's kind of a mystical experience. It becomes part of ceremony and ritual. But isn't it like a I thing, mean, like you pay people to do these experiments too? No, we're saying, no, like I want to use. Maybe now, but like back when it was actually used was like hundreds. No, like there's, of years you know, I guess ago. it's like, like there's like tribes in Brazil that they do like ayahuasca as a part of their culture. Yeah. And uh, so they've been right. using DMT for like hundreds of years. Yeah, um, like, dude, Brazil's crazy. They have like fucking whistle languages. They just whistle to communicate and they know the difference between the different pitches. Is that how the cat call started? That's fucking right. <laughs> Maybe. Can't even like so, I wouldn't be a part of that. <laughs> I would do it, but my first mirror drops. That's not whistle. So I just have I have some we're still in the basics here. <laughs> it's I just want to say a cool thing I thought was interesting. So serotonin, right? It, we, we were talking about it. It's a brain neurotransmitter. Totally. But guess what's interesting about it? 90% of serotonin is found in your gastrointestinal tract. So although it's a neurotransmitter that functions in the brain, the vast majority of, of it is found in your gut. Isn't that fucked up? That's so like, up. like when you take like a huge shit, you're just like, <laughs> oh my god, Listen, that I don't, was amazing. I don't know, but what, what's interesting, there's a thing called the brain-gut axis. I don't know if you, you guys might have heard of this. Never Where like your gut can regulate brain function and vice versa. So I thought that was really interesting to me. That's insane. What? That a lot of it is in the gut. And... You know, there is, in, like, this is a thing, gut-brain axis. There's, like, a lot of active research in that area. So I'm wondering, like, maybe that's why ayahuasca, when you take it in the gut, it functions. You might you have a different experience than if you smoke it because it's acting on different uh, So if you take it receptors. Like, is what you mean? Ayahuasca, ayahuasca is a brew. Right, it's, so it's, if you drink so it. So if you drink it. It'll be more You get, like, a, if you have the MAO inhibitor with it. In your venison cabinet, yes. yeah. We've been then, it, then you have like a profound. But you you're know, saying long, if it's in the lasting. gut, you said if you take it in the gut, so like drink it or like eat the leaf or whatever. If you you need the MAO inhibitor, otherwise your body won't metabolize it and you won't get the function. Where's the fun in that? I know. So do you have to eat the thing? What's what is this thing? It's so a, when the tribes people when they were using DMT, they they it comes from a bark or like a root type thing, and they'll make a brew. And yeah. then there's another plant that just naturally has MAO inhibitors in it. And they take that plant and they brew it with that bark. I see. And then, and then, then it, gets, it works. Then it gets the, 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 it, the reaction. Yeah, it blocks it blocks your body from metabolizing it, so then it works. Which is yeah, interesting. How the fuck do you figure that out? I know. It's weird. weird. Back in the day. I don't know. That's they probably know. sent like the kid or like the guy they didn't like, hey, eat these leaves. I, I might kill you. <laughs> or like the and then he just thing. like trip and they're just like, mentioned like the frogs have it too like so like it's different like, with that fucking frog like five me around just like DMT. eating and licking frogs because like nine summer well you probably you probably would just try to eat them because you're hungry Andy, and the other day i was driving to work and there was a guy just smashing his head on the bus glass so there's someone out there who's licking toads is my point <laughs> well mike tyson <laughs> oh, recently uh, licked some toads and he had profound experiences and he's kind of had an ego death which we'll talk about mm. he's uh, had very positive experiences he this. said he would fight John Jones John Jones accepted on the condition <laughs> that they fight in the octagon after isn't Mike Tyson like 50? 
Yeah, right, he's, he's coming back out of retirement yeah, for a couple he, fights. He's <laughs> insane, man. Like those videos were ridiculous. I know he's he's so up to speed, Fucking monster. So I just have one quick thing to still mention. The serotonin is important. We have to remember this, okay? It's involved in memory and learning. So that'll be important when we get into the DMT function uh, later. And it also, you can regulate your appetite, which makes sense. If you have right. 90% of it in your gut, your heart rate and your sleeping patterns. So it's like, it's a molecule that has a broad spectrum of effects in your body. So because DMT is similar to it, it's not surprising that DMT might have different effects like throughout the body or like affect different things. Like well, as you take it, as you ingest it differently, it has different I think so. effects. Whether like it's oral trips. or inhaled, right. it's different. Different. Uh, like duration for sure. Because inhaled, oh, it's, inhaled, it's done, you're done in 15 minutes. If you eat it, it can be like a 10, 12 hour fucking ordeal. Whew, that's even not longer. business trip. <laughs> yeah. I want to also say it's endogenous in a fuckload of plants. So like you, it's found in 65 different plant species or more. And it's also been identified in three mammalian species, including humans. It's mammalian species. Mammals. Mm. Come on. So Even I knew that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of it. So what I'm saying is what I'm saying is it's naturally produced in the body as well as exists as a as a drug. Um it's illegal in most countries. Although what's fucking weird about it, it's not addictive or toxic. So the lethal dose for it is not known. So it's never been reached by any human, but it's still illegal in most places. Which is kind of silly. But I should mention, like we said with our disclaimer, there's a lot of unpredictable adverse reactions that can happen. So some people can get anxiety, depression, psychosis from it. Like permanently? It can be. If, if you're predisposed to like a mental illness or right. something, or you right. have a mental problem it's like a side don't, effect yeah because they put that on drugs you buy you know <laughs> side effect you might uh you know have anal you know, leakage for the rest of your life or some <laughs> shit like that you know what i mean nice moves nice natural move. loop hey not on the table yeah you're yeah i was about to i'm not going to that's yeah. my rule i almost broke it but I didn't. yeah i mean i'm the worst for it sure <laughs> <laughs> there hey so, that's not mine so uh, one more we said it's illegal in most countries but peru it's not of course. of course, there's some fucked up countries. Like, oh, well, because it's little. part of the tribes there. It's very uh, part of their culture. And the other thing, what, which is interesting about that, because it's legal in Peru, a lot of the research that scientists do with it's DMT done is done in Peru. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. It came up in my research. Oh, so that's who's licking the toads. They're going to go down there. Fucking hey, Peruvians. Yeah, Peruvians. <laughs> Peruvians. Is that what they would be called? Pretty sure. Go down there. Peruvians. Go that up there and right. lick that damn there toad there, boy. I don't think that's the worst Peruvian. How is it going for Peruvian? It's a redneck trying to get the Peruvian. Oh, yeah, that's like, that's like the fucking... Like, there's no way there's no way. What? All right, let's get the fuck out of the basics here. I have one last thing. Apparently, set and setting and harm reduction strategies are imperative when you're consuming this drug. So may, if the people that do it you know, you don't you don't just do it and go party. You just you have to have like a calm room that you're in. Right, right, right. People you trust, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a psychedelic. Like you need to be don't fuck around. Not that we're promoting it because we're not doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we already talked a lot about this shit. Okay, so I just want to for a fucking fun fact here. Remember, I was saying it's from a root bark that Brazilian people use it. It's called mimosa hostilis. Is the scientific name 
for the root bark that DMT. Mimosa hostilis. Like yeah. Mimosas. I maybe, yeah. Hey, maybe mimosa hostilis is in the same family of whatever the mimosa fucking leaf thing comes from. Well, I was thinking Interesting. Like mimosa is like the drink. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Isn't there like a plant associated like champagne with champagne and orange juice? All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> the other thing I thought was cool, there's another plant that has it that Southeast Asia uses to harvest DMT. It's called Acacia confusa, which I thought was funny because like you take DMT and you get all fucked up and it's called confusia. Confucius. Kind of makes you confused, yeah. That was kind of interesting. All right. Okay, like we said, this is fucking tricky. When our alter ego comes out. So I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we kind of already talked about the chemistry of it and somewhat the function. It's kind of unknown. So maybe we don't need to go too far into that. I just want to add one thing. Um, like I said, we know that it partial, it's a partial agonist of the 5-HT2A receptors. That's the receptor serotonin binds, which is interesting. But this one scientific paper, they found that it also binds this receptor called sigma-1, which is interesting because sigma-1... Mod this is going to be weird for a second, so let's just deal with it. It modulates calcium release and voltage-gated channels on cells. And it's really important because those mechanisms, they regulate a fuckload of signaling pathways in cells. So what I'm saying is, Tell not, me what you're saying. not only does it partially activate that serotonin receptor, it also might activate this sigma-1, which activates all these other signaling pathways through the changes in calcium levels and the voltage-gated potassium channels. So that's interesting because it, it gives I just, them... It, I just want you to know that I fail grade 11 chemistry. <laughs> so this is, you're talking about this shit. Listen, I'm just trying to get the information out there because I thought it was cool. So what I basically, in a nutshell, what I'm saying is we don't know how it functions, but we know that it partially binds to the serotonin receptor and also the sigma one, and maybe somewhere in the midst of that, that's where the sigma mechanism one is. is not a frat house. That's what it <laughs> sounds like. It's not a fraternity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I thought that was that was interesting because, I mean, it, it's it's a it, if you're trying to figure out what it's doing, because when we get into the experiences, it's fucking nuts. So I'm trying to figure out ways we can try explain it, and right now we have two things to work with, and that's it. Like fraternities, biomechanically, that's all we have. We have those two receptors, and that's all we know. Okay. And somehow all the effects come out of that, as far as we know. There's probably other shit that it interacts with, but we don't know. Okay, so let's, I'm just going to run through quickly super basic effects, and then I want to talk about the coolest effects that uh, people have. So obviously there's physical effects. So people have like these spontaneous body sensations, feelings of euphoria, um, changes in felt gravity. So you might feel heavy or like kind of like you're falling, spatial disorientation. So like you don't, things look close or far away, like you're all fucked up spatially. Um, you're, you can feel changes in your bodily form. So you might like feel like mm -hmm. a liquid all of a sudden, you might feel like a gas. You might, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, right, you're not yeah, like, I get it. it changes. Nausea is one. So maybe Envy's done some DMT because he's nauseated right now. <laughs> probably didn't do enough. That's probably, probably correct. Maybe he's coming off a bad trip. A good trip? Yeah. Tell us your experience, Envy. Yeah, what was your experience? Uh, is that why you're sure. nauseated? Uh, is he one of the he's just like, he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Is I, he I one just, of the <laughs> <laughs> No, he's just. He doesn't count. 
He's like, I just, I just shit a lot when I take DMT. I don't know what you guys. Well, are you're talking about, about the gastric maybe. brain connection, maybe. No, man, I got, I'm, I'm okay for now. But yeah, some of the other effects they experience are profound, profound time dilation. I was gonna get in. Yeah, yeah. Auditory. I wasn't, I wasn't through the physical yet, but. Okay. There's pupil dilation, obviously. Oh, Jesus. Increased heart rate. Deal with it. Whew. Sorry. Deal. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, temperature changes, and also some people have seizures when they take it, which I thought was interesting. Um, obviously, there's visual enhancements, not just physical. So there's color enhancement, pattern recognition enhancement, magnification. So it might be like all fucked up. Um, drifting. So things appear to like melt or breathe or vibrate. It makes you God. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, color changes, shifts. Um, Geometric patterns, which we will talk about, and entity encounters, which we will talk about right after this. Um, you obviously get hallucinatory states, so machine scapes, which I want to fucking talk about. Transformations, um, there could be internal and external hallucinations. So if you're looking at something, it might behave differently or appear differently, but you'll also have a feeling of, at some point during the trip, like you're completely left this world. You're not even in this universe. You're gone. And then you have these other hallucinations that are completely real to you, which we will talk about. So obviously, like we said, like because it's functioning on these, it's it's behaving as if it's a neurotransmitter, right? Because it's 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 like serotonin. It's similar to it, so it has cognitive effects. People get anxiety from it, experiences of deja vu, delusion, ego replacement, emotion enhancement, sometimes a feeling of impending doom. The coolest one I have is ego death, which I fucking want to talk about because that's the coolest thing. Ego death? Ego death. And like you had just mentioned, envy, time distortion. The other one that's interesting is um, synesthesia. So that's really cool because some people have that. Have you guys heard of this before? I'm not. No. So someone who has synesthesia, fuck, it's such a hard word to say. Synesthesia, your senses crosstalk. So like, okay. say, say, um, say, say, so, you know, when you feel like something spiky, like say you're, yeah. you're touching a spiky ball or something, it feels spiky, right? Some people will eat food and it'll taste spiky or it'll taste smooth or, um, instead they'll hear, they'll hear colors. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm So like, say, say you have like, like you're, if you have like a major concussion, yeah. you'll be like, oh, that sounds very purple. Yeah, so it's like the senses crosstalk. I've had two concussions, and I have never. Hey, Sam. Never, I've never had. I never heard I've had quite a few. You? I have. I've had two. I had two concussions. Ones. Yes. Two diagnosed ones. I probably had Same. more. What about you? I. Well, I think you think you have one. In terms of diagnosis, no, but I've had like a roof collapse on my head. I've dove into a pool head first, knocked myself out. That's a concussion. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. yeah. Football, I know I had two in football for yeah. sure. Anytime you black out, Good. like, and you, like, even like, you don't, if you get like hit in the head and it's just, it, your ears are ringing, that's technically a concussion. Yeah, I don't fuck <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, me too. But two diagnosed ones were like symptoms yeah. carried on for like, no, my worst one was like, I think the roof collapsed because I did black out then and I had like 30 some stitches. My last one was a golf cart accident. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard yeah, this yeah. story. <laughs> Drinking on my buddy's farm, he had a golf cart. Oh heart, right, and we were fuck. That was we recent. Sober. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. not on DMT though. I'll tell you that. 
Maybe you should have. I mean, well, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe it was a better driver. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, all right. So just lastly, like, there's auditory effects, obviously. Your music sounds better. Things are sound distorted or enhanced. All right. It would be crazy. So you know how, like, blind people obviously can't see, but they, their other senses are enhanced? If they were to use this, could they see color or could they hear colors then? Maybe they could. Maybe they could smell. I don't think so. Maybe they could be able to smell. Can I give you? Can I give you an analogy? Maybe they could taste color, so they could see. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> try, try, try looking out of your ear right now. You don't do that. Okay. Okay. Well, in terms of touch, I know there have been some studies done where they put like a a warm rock or like a hot rock in a blind person's hand, and they associate that with red. Well, sure. I'm just saying a a total. Let's just. I guess we should. It could happen if the blind person initially had vision and then lost it mm. or had partial vision and they're just considered legally blind. But I think if you've never like had vision, blind. if you've never had vision, it's not even black to you. It's like looking out your ear. Think about like, like seriously, like if you've never had vision, you know, when you close your eyes, things are black and you're like, oh, that's probably what a blind person is experiencing. Oh, well, it's black. You, you have like, um, I know light right. distortions through but if eyes. you never had vision you don't even see you don't even you don't have that but it's not would, even there they, it's like trying to look out of your ear maybe they what is it that it just doesn't exist what do you mean it's like trying to look at you oh you're making a yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it like just doesn't you know well, that's what i thought i always thought like oh a blind person they just see black but no well they wouldn't know what black is yeah they don't so it's yeah. just it's just nothing it's just not even a thing it's just a thing it's black hmm. it's yeah, isn't that weird that is good to go like that. It's yeah. like looking out of your ear. I get it. Yeah. It's like, why does he keep saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking on DMT and I'm looking out my ear right now. <laughs> Staring at both of us right now. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't look out of your ear right now? <laughs> you guys are some sort of peasants? <laughs> All right, let's fucking talk about ego death here. So for those people out there listening that have done psychedelics, they I'm sure you are all aware of ego death or another technical term for it, memory suppression. So basically, when people smoke DMT or other psychedelics, but we're talking about DMT here, there's a perceived complete loss of self or identity. So you, Dragon, or you, Envy, you cease to exist. You no longer exist. Does that mean I can go take a piss? Hey, if you need to, this I'm is a joking. good time. Um, you don't so, exist on this plane, but you can transcend to a different one. No, no, no. You don't exist anymore. All that remains is your conscious awareness. There's no self. There's no. On there's no. There, yeah. There's. Or this is the. Ego. This is like a high dose. You can you can experience ego death. If, ego death if you take the correct dose of DMT. You're saying ego. Ego death. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I said eagle death. I thought I heard eagle. I heard eagle. eagle? I heard eagle a couple times. This yeah. is not eagle death. This is ego. ego death. I was like, yeah. is ego. he flying and then yeah. dies? <laughs> all right. Well, no, it's not what I'm talking about at all. So the ego death is like, just think of it as, um, so sometimes when people meditate, that's the point of meditation is to like kind of dissolve your, dissolve everything down to just awareness. Right. With DMT, it's, you can get right there and you cease to, like you don't have family anymore you don't have siblings you don't have a job you don't have hobbies you just have the awareness so you are just conscious awareness within this magnificent landscape of geometry and machines 
and universal connections and shit. Just like whatever your like subconscious kind of draws well, up type of thing? That's the thing. I don't think we understand psychedelics enough to really know what the effect is, but... I don't have a lot of experience in the field, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is this is a main thing that this is a main thing that is reported. Um, so it's a feeling of unity and interconnectedness with everything that occurs. And that makes sense, right? Because if you don't have self anymore, you don't have self. Like, anything you think you're good at, gone. Doesn't exist. Well, I don't anything, think you're good at anything. You don't That's have that. Shit. You don't have any of that. No. It's completely euphoric. It sounds deadly because your ego is trying to defend yourself. Even right now in that sentence, your ego is like, oh, I wouldn't want that. But we don't know. Our self is just something we've concocted, hallucinated in our brain anyway. And maybe perhaps DMT is separating us from that and allowing us to, you know, connect with pure consciousness on a higher level. I'm trying to take my ego out of it and trying to think about what it. What if it wakes you up? I know. It's and the, you are like, I can't do matrix that. Or what if we're within the matrix right now? DMT just wakes you up from this cyber program. Well, I feel like that's. <laughs> this is, we'll get into, maybe we should get into theories, but you know what? I what you just said, I'm probably more in that camp than I in every than anything else. Oh, like I don't, go. I do not, God again. <laughs> I do not trust. I do not trust this reality is what it is, um, and I think there's so much more to learn about it. I don't think we know anything even close, and I think psychedelics um, provide a window into something that we just haven't been able to explain. Um, but anyways, yeah, ego death. So, the other, if you want to get technical so with it. I don't get how you die. You don't die. You just your you, ego you dies. lose perception of self and you, you're just aware. You're just awareness. Is gone. So, it's not, no, no, it's no, not just, actual death. You just, you're, you're just, aware of yourself, but there's no like defenses. There's no. Think of, it, think of it as if you have no long term memory, it's all gone, and there's no short term memory. It's just the experience of the moment purely. Permanent. Yeah. Within a psychedelic that's the, realm. That's what the ego death is. Yeah. You're permanently just in that state. At least at least during that 15 minutes of the trip. Oh. Which could feel like the hours because of the time dilation. Because of the time distortion, yeah. Oh, okay. So this is just in the trip. Ego death is in the trip. But you can experience ego death through, if you're like a very well-seasoned meditator, you can, right. you can get to that level. It's like that movie Contact where that chick like drops through like this structure she's dropped straight down for everyone else and she actually gets teleported to a separate plane of existence where she talks to aliens and her camera records 14 hours of just like fuzz yeah i think that's a good analogy um except that she wouldn't even be herself with the like it's like it's like it's like it's just the awareness it's really interesting that's one of the main that's one of the main uh what do you call phenomenon associated with this type of psychedelic? So I want interesting, hey? Very, yeah. Okay, next, machinescapes. So when people uh, indulge with DMT or especially DMT, there's complex visual and tactile experiences that are perceived of a mechanical landscape. So apparently, it's extremely vast and really intricate, and the way I can this kind of describe it as like just picture like a forever changing interlocking mechanical parts like cogs gears pulleys belts like hydraulics like all continually morphing and influencing each other and when people are in this state it almost feels like 
the machine scape is a part of their own body and it's like they're understanding the under they feel like as if there's an understanding of the fabric of reality if that makes sense like okay keep going keep going yeah so like just i'm trying to think the best way to describe it is like like the tendrils of life just picture like you know when you look at a watch and there's like all these gears and shit in it and stuff Uh so that's what people kind of like picture that but like the most vast like across the whole universe so it's like this machine scape thing that you're a part of and it feels to them like someone who's in this experience as if that is like what reality is composed of it's like you're seeing behind the veil for those of you who watch star trek the new star trek discovery this is our spore engine what is it the spore engine it's basically uh, familiar spore there's these spores that connect all of the universe together on a subatomic even lower level and these can be manipulated and you can travel universes travel time space within an instant because of these it's all just connected like life death everything that actually sounds exactly what we're talking about here that's actually kind of interesting i didn't know star trek um well clearly whoever wrote that into Star Trek does well, like DMT. Clearly <laughs> on DMT. I also want to say for it's Shatter. <laughs> oh, probably for sure. Sh- Shatter's not on DMT, then I'm not sure what is like. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh any listeners out there that listen to the band Meshuga. A lot of the album art of Meshuga is very Meshuga. mechanical. And uh it looks exactly what I would expect a machine scape to appear as. So I think that's kind of interesting. What's it called? Oh, Meshuga. Yeah, there's also an artist who does those like he gets high alex and... gray he's the main yeah. he's the main guy i have some of his art i was going to show you guys when we I, get I have to some it. at home too no i have it right here i'll show you it when we talk about the next thing geometry so we just talked how do you spell meshuga m-e-s-h-u-g-g-a-h m-e-s-h <laughs> me and then sugar <laughs> S-H-U-G-G-A-H. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Curry. Geometric shapes. So that's a good segue. We just talked about ego death. We talked about machine scapes. Let's talk about geometry because this is probably the most potent or this is probably the most consistent experience that DMT users have is experiences of like fractal geometry everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I guess... In the technical terms of psychonauts, they refer to uh, the level of geometry that people experience using DMT as 8B level geometry, okay? So I guess there's different levels that geometry can have on depending on how potent your trip is. And 8B is like the DMT one. It's like the real shit, like the hardcore fucking shit. So it's described as a feeling of being exposed to a massive geometry comprised entirely of innately readable geometric representations, which subjectively feel as if they convey the inner mechanics that compose all underlying neurological processes. So I guess basically what that means is like during the experience, it's as if the entire structure or programming of consciousness or reality is being revealed to you in this geometric landscape 
So it's as if you're seeing how reality exists. It's like, you know, right now we're here, I'm touching stuff. Like this is solid, yeah, solid. And I'm experiencing, like I'm seeing colors, but it's like, what it's saying is that's just what my brain is making me see on the DMT. I'm getting all these, all these patterns and shit. And it's like this, this is what reality is. It feels as right. if, it feels as if this is, this is the real thing. This is just what we see. I think out of all of us, you should never try DMT. Yeah, I feel like you're <laughs> going, going through it now. You should avoid it the most. I feel like you're experiencing it right now. I feel like if you were to go on it, your head would just explode. So it, that's what it's like. People purport that they're able to understand what the fabric of reality is during this trip, but it's extremely difficult to communicate. It's as if the geometry itself is a language being communicated. And it's like, how do you communicate that back using... Like we're just we're just fucking like hairless monkeys that make fucking chirp sounds. How do you communicate geometrical language in a machine scape yeah. back on this reality? Like that's maybe at some point in time we'll get there. Right now, like it would be if you were to go back in time and communicate binary language to Neanderthals. So eventually, with the revolution, maybe. we might get there. Well, maybe with technology or whatever. But basically, it's kind of like people. They feel like they understand how the universe functions at the base level and how their consciousness relates to it. I know in a lot of our episodes, we talk about, well, especially remember we were talking about real magic and stuff, and we were thinking uh, how consciousness could be like the foundation of reality instead of matter. Right. So this kind of ties into that. It's like you kind of understand people on DMT, they they kind of feel like consciousness might be like, it's the like bedrock. This, it's like the surface. Yeah. Yeah, of everything. And things emerge out of it in these geometric patterns, etc. So it's it's interesting. But the thing is, it's not people like this is like euphoric. It's it's a good feeling. It feels as if you're being gifted something, like you're being gifted a secret of the universe or reality. That's, is that kind of where like the addiction comes from? But DMT's, there's no addiction. DMT's not addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like other psychedelics, people always do it. People do it, but I don't think... Is it an addiction? Not usually, no. It's more of a fun thing. I think some people do it for fun. They just want to trip balls and whatever. But I think a lot of people, at least from the readings that I do and the people I know that use psychedelics and I talk to them, it's more of like a spiritual practice. It's kind of like a resetting of the mind. It's kind of like... It's like their way of relaxing. It's their way of just... Yeah, or like, say... Some people do like yoga or or whatever. Exactly. And like some people with DMT too, like these trips, they'll point out problems that you have. So like, say, I don't know, like say for instance, you have like a jealousy issue, but your ego is not allowing you to see it because you're like bypassing it. Like it's like when people are trying to make like a life decision and they'll go like in the States, they go to, uh, that's usually what a quest was for the quest. Yeah. And they go to the, so like in the desert and Mm -hmm. fucking eat peyote or Whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. Yeah, Pyote, yeah, Pyote's like, yeah. What's his fucking name now? The creator of Apple. Steve Jobs. Didn't he do DMT and then yep. create the I had that in my iPod class. right after? Uh, yeah, Steve Jobs famously did DMT. Um, also, Francis Crick, the guy who, one of the guys who figured out the, the structure of DNA, like one of the most important 
scientific findings. He also did psychedelics. Mm. Um, the guy that made the polymerase chain reaction, which is like one of the most important molecular biology techniques of all time, he dreamed that up while he was tripping on psychedelics. How so, am I sounding here? You're okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that's not. Nope. That's fine. Sorry, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, so I was talking about how people feel like they're being gifted some kind of secret. Um, and kind of ex the secret is like explaining the experience they're having, but it's also like giving, they feel like they understand what everything is. Right. Which is, I don't even know, like that's just incredible to me. Um, it, it, like I was saying, it's as if the geometry is acting like in a language, communicating like an extreme deep concept that allows you to understand like, the mysteries of consciousness or like what everything is and it's just coming to you and you're just there experiencing it. And perhaps you, perhaps you're in the middle of ego death. You're not even a person. You're not a self. You're just awareness taking it in. Um, so that's really interesting. That's like the geometric stuff. Okay. Next okay. quote. So we talked about ego death, machine scapes and the geometry, which are all important features of it. One of the last ones that I thought was kind of, which is also cool and like a very popular, or not a popular, but a consistent experience is the entity encounters. Okay. So people encounter different entities. And I guess- Is this the elf thing? We'll talk about the mechanical elves now. Yes. Okay. So I guess this- Now I'm really listening. This was, <laughs> <laughs> this was popularized by this- uh, this was kind of like popularized by this guy named Terrence McKenna. People who do psychedelics know this guy for sure. Um, he termed the entities to him, at least in his trips, he termed them machine elves. He kind of coined the term um, for these entities in his DMT hyperspace trip, whatever he was experiencing. But the thing is, it's like not everybody experiences elves. This is just like what he, level he of talks. DMT do you have to get to to get to the elves? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you just take it. You just take it. Take a couple hits, and you're there. <laughs> but that <laughs> maybe that's where Bigfoot just exists in the fucking DMT. Yeah, room. that's where he is. What was the buddy's name? That's what they were doing. They had their costume, and they were just taking DMT. I don't even remember his name. We just did that topic. Yeah, oh. that was last week. Whoops. Gimlin. Gimlin. <laughs> Gimlin. <laughs> All right. So this Terrence McKenna guy, he popularized the elf thing. But like people see things, they see aliens, dwarves, insects, geometric creatures or like humanoid organisms. It's it varies. It's not like it's always a fucking mechanical elf. That's just what he saw when he had his trips and that's what he interacted with. But he kind of he kind of had the idea that he kind of relates it to angels. So he has like a kind of a weird analogy and I just want to give a quote. So he said Within the context of my DMT research, I believe that beings that volunteer, I, I believe the beings that volunteers see could be conceived as angelic, that is perceived, perceive that is previously invisible in corporal spiritual forces that are engarbed or enclosed in a particular form, determined by the psychological and spiritual development of the volunteers, bringing a particular message or experience to that volunteer kind of goes into what we were talking about. Like you're being bestowed some kind of secret or you're being gifted some kind of knowledge. Yeah. Right. So the elves are supposed to be like all knowing. They're just oh so they're not they're all knowing with lack they're of emotion. Not so they don't really, elves. Yeah. Be some gifts. They could appear as that. 
They could. It's they don't show emotion, but they know everything. Yeah, the entities are often reported as um, they're like helpers. It's it's often like a healing. Like Sam is a helper. <laughs> Listen, yeah, like, hey, that together while on DMT. You just brought up a good topic in my <laughs> mind because there's a whole psychedelic uh, literature with this mushroom that ties into like Christmas and it's awesome. We should actually do that as a Patreon exclusive one day. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. I'm gonna note give that. Us your fucking money. <laughs> I'm gonna note that because that, that's actually a really cool one. Um, but for now, like I said, these entities. Like, it's, it's as if they're healing you or helping you. It's like you're in this realm. And it's, it's not like, like, okay, just picture you're in a realm and there's a fucking entity. Like, like picture I'm an entity right now and I'm just here. I'm, like, looking at you. Like, wouldn't that be, you'd just be weirded out. You're like, where the fuck am I? Well, you are just looking at me. I know. Or <laughs> <laughs> just drinking. But, like, you know, you might think it would be a fearful experience, but that's not what right. they do at all. It's like they, they're speaking to you in geometry and they're healing past trauma or issues. Like we were t- saying, as an example, like say you have like a jealous tendency or whatever, they might help point that out to you. Your ego might have been preventing you from seeing that you have this fucking issue. And then it's like, oh, I'm a fucking jealous fuck. fuck. And then you yeah. come out of it with something. So it, it's like. Right. So it's helping you realize something about yourself typically like yeah like a trip like it's like going on a trip yeah not like a vacation yeah what i'm saying yeah well technically (laughs) businessman businessman business trip business trip it's like it's like i was saying before when we were talking i was saying like oh it's like you're revealing the truth of the universe it's not always like that it's practical sometimes like sometimes it's like you come into it you're feeling like jealousy is just a good example like or what's another well, envy? Ha, huh? envy is a good example. Like just negative, <laughs> negative things about yourself. Or like, say maybe you have too high of standards and you hold people up to these standards and it causes problems. It's like it helps you identify these Sounds things like and you, you come out. Me. Yeah. yeah, I have extremely <laughs> high standards. <laughs> um, I think he was saying envy was the pun with the emotion envy. You know. You know uh, da, da, da. Yeah, that's so what I meant. Up. <laughs> I was like, right? well, yeah. so funny. You're. <laughs> <laughs> oh pun- punny punny that was the joke yeah. holy fuck our podcast <laughs> <laughs> why we have no money <laughs> that's, a, that's why we have <laughs> actually you know we, what the, maybe we need to go on a trip anyway, a business trip <laughs> we do need to go on a business trip but hey you know what we're blowing up right now so fuck yeah, all yeah, that we're trending. <laughs> um, trending on a form okay so I just wanted to bring up those. Those were kind of like four main core consistent experiences that I found in the research and talking to people and shit about this. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. I mean, this is, but it just kind of sounds like any other um, psychedelic. To me, it's. It, I the, mean, I, this is coming from a guy I've never yeah. personally done psychedelics. I, no I think the different the difference is it's way more intense and more rapid. It's like right. you are fucking right. so like if you gone. mushrooms, you mushrooms. You're still in reality. Like right. you're still so you can have you can have profound more, like DMTs is way more. Yeah, so on mushrooms you can walk around and you can still interact with the with your environment. You can do that on DMT you too. You get uh results back. Well, I'm just going off I know based mean, yeah. off of our one. Yeah, you can take a heroic dose of mushrooms, which is defined as 5 grams or more, and you can have fucked up experiences that are similar, but they're not 
as as far as I can gather, as profound. You can have these experiences. Not the same level. DMG no, this is like the ultimate. This is like the DMG, ultimate psychedelic. Which is why it's illegal everywhere. Oh, I don't. I don't know why it's illegal. Honestly, I don't. I think governments. Um, that's a whole other topic. It's probably experimenting with it. They don't want us to know. Yeah, that's a good. Um, okay. We haven't done the shadow government. We have not. Brought back. Flashback. Throwback. Flashback. Acid flashback. <laughs> I'm not doing it this episode. Bullshit. We'll see. It might come. <laughs> we'll give you enough DMD. The... We'll come. <laughs> okay, so there's. I... <laughs> Could you imagine him on his DMT trip? He's just talking to a German Nazi. <laughs> I'm just getting raped by this German. <laughs> You like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just you've, been, you've... you've been trying to fuck everybody else. Now <laughs> you'll get fucked. <laughs> ah, shit. I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds later. Oh, oh man. man. I think if you did it, you would just... I would not be friends with you anymore. <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. Why? Maybe, maybe if he puts the ego away, maybe he's actually a bearable human. <laughs> you think, okay, so you think if he were to have some sort of experience with a higher being that knew everything and he came back, that he would be more normal? I think he no, would be he'd, like... He'd come back and be like, fuck it, this guy. Yeah, dude, he would be on a trip. He'd be like, you Man, fucking pessimist don't know shit. Magnum, no, you don't know. You. I feel like Magnum would be back is like, I've met God, and he's a fucking loser. I'm way better than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly better than this guy. Well, that's probably This fucking correct. God is fucking, fucking mediocre. Well, they don't mean God. They mean angels. So, like, he'd be like Michael. No, people bitch. people align with God. Oh. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in the experiences we get to. Is that why Ariana Grande made this song, God is a Woman? Does she see a woman? On DMG? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. I don't think God's a woman. I think he's. You said it. I think he's six foot five and he loves to gamble. <laughs> right here first. <laughs> the sword. sword. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the stages. We just talked about all these experiences. I just want to bang out. There's four stages to the trip. Okay? The first one, a lot of people don't even get to this point, but it's called breaking through. This is the jargon, breaking through. So if you hit the right amount of dose, you did enough tokes or whatever, whatever you're doing, you hit this point where initially they call it level three geometry. Remember I was saying 8B is like the fucking hardcore. That's when you're talking to the entities. That's when you got the machine scapes. You get this light geometry, little fractals and shit all over the place, but the intensity keeps building and it's rapid. So you get this rapid color, enhancing and then the geometry hits and there's like a an auditory hallucination at this point where it's kind of like a soft crackling or a okay. drone or a high-pitched tone that's kind of like increasing just, just frequent and just going and it's intensifying it's going rapidly high. so often when people hit the breaking through point it's so it, kind of like a but like it, increasing mm-hmm. yeah like, yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> clearly not a vocalist it's, it's but like the Doppler effect yeah 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 that's yeah probably but then once all that stuff intensifies there's a physical feeling of being pushed pushed suddenly like off a ledge or being pushed through something like a membrane and emerging through something or it can also feel like you're shooting through space at high speeds so there's a there's like a a physical feeling that you've 
you've you've entered something or you've left reality. Oh. Sorry. Oh, you just did another. Yeah. All right. Oh, round three. It. It's gone. Well, Fuck, we got yeah. more. Don't you worry about we'll that. We'll see how this turns out. I have a couch. You guys really <laughs> I really wish I was feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> Indulging now. Well, need more DMT. Um, <laughs> Obviously. So that's the number one. So after the breaking through, there's this experience. It's it's completely it's 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 short. It's a ten to twenty second experience. It's called the waiting room. So after you break through, it feels as if you're in a waiting room, and this is short. But when, when people are, when people look back, <laughs> so stupid. What you break through and you're just like, oh, take a seat, sir. You gotta wait now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like a consistent experience. It's like you put yeah. your name on a list. <laughs> it, it's been described as feeling as if you're in front of a loading screen. So like picture like, oh, say that sounds terrible. Say you're yeah. Say you're like you know in a game or whatever when you go to a different yeah part war of it. zone. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Are you gamers out there? The gamers are man. Every fucking ejaculating right like there's a third of me. We should yeah we'll game together. I'm terrible. Anyway yeah every fucking two weeks there's a thirty gigabyte download it seems like. Well there you go. Anyways. So that's the waiting room. So you're saying that if I take DMT that I basically am like downloading war zone. That sounds fucking terrible. You always have the worst analogies. <laughs> not even. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> so I break through all this stuff. Then you're in a waiting just, room. Just to download Warzone. Sure. <laughs> Everybody's trip is different. You're walking and get frozen. Your conscience but can't move. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a waiting thing. And this is described. So that's number two. Sucks dick. <laughs> number three is called the other side. So this is when you have intense geometry. Uh... They're called level three or four hallucinations. Um, the the thing is, at this point, when it's like you've left your the known reality that you're familiar with. You know, you've you've broke through. You were in the download zone, the waiting room. Now you're on the other side. You're in a new reality. Now you're dropping into the war zone. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that's actually funny that you say that because the trip tends to follow some type of scenario. Okay. Have some type of content or have some kind of plot to it. The trip is it's how it's structured. The structure of it is it's a scenario that you're encompassing and maybe you'll get some kind of knowledge from that. Or maybe there's some type of content that you get the knowledge from. Or it's like a plot, like kind of like a story. Like and you experience it. Psychology. So there you go. Yeah. And there you go. See, we gave you a safe silver option. You just basically got to play Call of Duty Warzone. Right, Megan? That's in your notes, I'm sure. Magnum look like, looks like he's on the screen right now. He's just like, why the fuck do we invite this guy to be in our podcast? No, <laughs> I mean, it's, the we, actually, the analogy kind of works. Uh, I just... Well, because we didn't want to condone it. No. Yeah. No, we, we don't condone this. We don't condone it. Yeah, that's what I said. This. Like, we don't want... We didn't want to condone it. Yeah. No, not that we don't want to. We don't. We, we don't. don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Play Warzone instead of doing DMT. You're welcome. Or just fucking yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Come get on my level, man. My high standards. <laughs> I can't. I can't act. I can't condone telling people to go game. Go work out. Go fucking <laughs> read a book. Yeah, work out. Read a book. Read a book. Wait, you can read. <laughs> so on the other side, it appears as if you're in an alternate reality, and it feels real. 
That's how you did all that research. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it like 20 minutes. <laughs> I've been trying to experience it. <laughs> you know how hard it was to experience the Foo Fighters without a plane? It was impossible. Mm. Is your loading screen over? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just I... drop it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm not dropping. I'm. I'm. Uh, He's in the zone. I'm not even in the zone. I'm just. Uh, Past the blue leg and everything. Way to go. You don't even know what I'm talking about. No. Awesome. Well, someone will. He like is it. a wise being right now. A he is. Thank you. Inseminating you with knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hit you with some knowledge. That's that's how we just don't. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this last stage quick. The drift. This stage four drifting down. So this is a sensation you're being pulled further and further away from the scenario or the content or the plot. The gulag. <laughs> sure, the gulag. The words on players. And then at some point, it's no longer visible to you and you find yourself back in base reality. Um, there's a general feeling of exhilaration and awe at this point. Usually... So when you win the gulag. Yep. After you've left the scenario, the gulag. there's like... A, you know, you're seeing mild geometry for ten geometry for ten to fifteen minutes. When you're redropping into the war zone after you won the leg. We're rolling with that analogy. Um, <laughs> body, you might feel a body high for up to an hour after this, but there's a general feeling of awe. What kind of body high? Are you just tired, or? I think it's more of a it's a sensation of lightness and awe more than anything. It's just like a the euphoric feeling. Oh, you fat people, do some DMT. You'll feel light. All right. So, like we just talked about, there's all these crazy experiences: the ego death, the machine scape, fucking uh, 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 geometry, gulag, the entities, and there's yeah. the four stages. You break through. You hit the waiting room. You get through the waiting room. Yeah. You're on the other side, yeah. and then you drift down. So That's in, layman, a nutshell in layman's terms, you download the game. You drop into the war zone. You die, you go to the gulag. You win the gulag, you get the rush, because then, you know, when you kill someone in the gulag, and you can hear the mic, and they're just like, what the fuck? And you're just like, fuck you! And it's amazing. And then you drop back into like the game. Like two-second span open yeah, windows. Two-second, yeah, two-second open mic span. And then you also grow a neck beard and realize you've wasted 10 years of your life. Just 10? That's fine. It's like someone out there with a neck beard. Fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you calling me out? Do I have a neck beard? Not oh no, I wasn't. I was, that, that wasn't aimed. At, actually, you know what? You kind of do have a I neck do. beard, but I didn't call yeah, you out. Definitely, that. Like, you're, you guys definitely drove better beers than I do, but that's okay. Well, I know. I I just I sh- I my actually I kind of have a neck beard a little bit. I usually shave this. Well, yeah, I, I shave my I neck. Didn't, uh, I didn't because uh, this is this is just from clean when I clean shaved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I just have a shape. Sense. My alopecia yeah. spread to my face, so now I get like a lot of patches, so I can't do beards anymore. You have alopecia? But you never could do beards. Why don't you just grow out a fucking ponytail? You're a brown guy. Like, aren't you supposed to be hairy AF? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you grow a ponytail and wear gold? I'm half, half Bosnian, half Turkish. Or, yeah. Or three quarters Bosnian, quarter Turkish. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Happened there. All right. Um, anyway, it's not important. So I, so okay. Here's the thing. I kind of like when I this. I thought this was this is all super fucking interesting, but I wanted to at least say a little bit about 
the science that has been done with DMT because there's some interesting shit that I think we should throw out there. You have a question. What is this? He wants to time out. Okay. All right. We, okay. We talked about the experiences. We fucking ran down the basics. This wouldn't be the Swerve podcast if we didn't talk a little bit about the science. All right. Really? I'm going to educate you guys. Let me get you with some <laughs> knowledge. All right. So first guy I want to mention is Dr. Rick Strassman. People out there in the psychedelic world, they know exactly who this person is. He kind of hypothesized that the pineal gland in the human brain might be responsible for the production and release of endogenous DMT. Remember, we were talking about DMT has been found in plants, it's been found in three mammals, including humans. He's thinking the pineal gland might be what's secreting this molecule. He did his test in the University of New Mexico. So not Peru, though. Not Peru. There you go. What's interesting about the pineal gland is that it's referred to as the third eye. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard of this term? Yeah. Seeing through your third eye, kind of like your creativity. Your it's like what you're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not the, not that, no. Not that eye? No. Okay. Not that eye. Not the brown eye either. Um, <laughs> fucking... So, like, you know, when you, you imagine something, it's like your third eye. That's kind of what the third eye is. Premonitions, self-aware, um, increased creativity, increased artsy abilities. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good, I mean, I agree with that 100%. But what's interesting about the pineal gland, in some reptile species, the pineal gland actually has a vestigial lens and retina. What's the Okay, I do I now do have a question. What is the pineal gland? Did, it's, just, did I miss no, it? No, it's it's a it's a structure in the brain, in the human brain. Okay. And Rick Strassman, he hypothesizes that it produces DMT. Now what's so interesting. So our body produces this? Yes. Okay. All animals do have it to some degree. Not all. It's only been reported in three mammals and one other I forget what the other animal is, but it's not, it's not like they don't have it. It's just people haven't looked for it. Mm. You know, like it's totally possible. All mammals have it. We just haven't looked. What three mammals have it? Obviously we do. I think, I think, okay. I don't remember, but if I'm to guess based on the studies I've looked at, it's gotta be mice, rats, and humans that have been looked at because all studies use mice and rats. And the studies like that apes or. Chimpanzees, but you usually kind of like dolphins. But you don't usually use those as model organisms in science. Like you usually use like mice and rats. Like you know what I mean? Like rodents. So yeah, so then those are pricey. It, animals it could have them. Yeah. It hasn't. Okay. You imagine the uproar if you're doing experiments on dolphins for science. People do, but it's usually very no ethical. No one gives a shit about a mouse though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Inflict those mofos. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to get this point across. The pineal gland, like I said, it's referred to as the third eye. But there's some reptile species. Not your penis. Just not your penis. Okay. Some reptile species, they their pineal gland has a retina and a lens. Vestigially, like okay. it's like a. So their penis has a lens. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get this that. This is what we get from this. So isn't isn't that interesting? That it's it's so what I'm saying is 
abstractly as humans we refer to it as a third eye because it's imagination creativity etc right but if you look in some reptiles they literally have a third eye (laughs) or the remnants of a third eye it's not functional but it has that isn't that interesting so are these reptilians are they top of the food chain in terms of reptiles in terms of other reptiles that's a good question i didn't look don't know but it's cool to think about do we know some other reptiles? No, I don't have the species. I just know that. That's all I know. Didn't, I wonder didn't if like, an alligator or crocodile has it. I don't know. Since they've survived for essentially millions of years. Could be. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll do a topic on that one. But <laughs> So it's Rick Strassman. He, uh, he believes that DMT is released in large quantities at birth and death. So that's kind of interesting, right? Like you get these large endogenous releases during birth or death. What does that mean? That's kind of fucked up. It's like when you die, you have a DMT trip or what? I don't know. Interesting. But I will say there's this other guy, David E. Nichols. He claimed that the secreted amounts are insufficient to produce psychoactive effects. So this guy's hypothesizing that it's naturally produced in the body, in the pineal gland. This other guy's saying, yes, that might be true but it's not to a level high enough to have a psychoactive effect. Right. But I say to that, who fucking cares? If it's being produced, it might still be having an effect. It doesn't have to have a psychoactive effect to have an effect. Remember, we were just saying, like, it binds to these certain receptors. We know it, the sigma-1 receptor and the 5-HT2A receptor. Right. So, excuse me, sorry. It, it's... It's, it might be doing something we just don't know. We haven't looked at it enough to know exactly what its function is. So why haven't they though? Like, because uh, it, I don't. First of all, it's not a well-funded field. There's right, not. It's not an area of concern. It's like you know, we got Alzheimer's disease. There's multiple sclerosis. Yeah, we got uh, cancer. We got there's fucking. More, there's other there's things. Bigger, bigger yeah. Fish and fries yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think it's a well-funded field. So here's Nobody another. Know here's another thing that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's true. In 2019, uh, this guy, Jim O'Borgian. Pronunciation guy? Did you get that right? Uh, you need to see the name. I don't know. I think I got it close enough. O'Borgian. He showed that there was two enzymes in the brains of rats that are required for DMT production. And he also found them in the neocortex and the hippocampus, not just the pineal gland. So he showed in the brains of these mice, there's enzymes. I'll be honest, that sounds... Good, but I don't know where. Oh, okay. Here, with the brain. Okay, so the hippocampus is like uh, where you. It's it's memory. It's involved in memory production. Okay. So that's like the function of the memory. So the thing is, he found that there's two enzymes that are known to convert uh, tryptophan to DMT. So the fact that he found those enzymes in the neocortex and the hippocampus, that means that in theory you could produce DMT in those regions. So, like so I just would said, that be how like advanced meditation, like people who do yoga, like advancedly, like how they get that, I mean, like how they get it that, could be get that experience. It could be because the body does produce it. It could be maybe that's a thing. Like we don't, I don't know, but it, it's interesting. What's interesting about that result is that it's, first of all, it's recent, it's 2019. Second of all, like I was saying, Rick Strassman was saying it's the pineal gland. This other guy's like, hey. It might be the pineal gland, but it might be other places in the brain too. So maybe it has more of an impact. Maybe it has more of a function than we originally thought, which is interesting. Right. 
So I think the next things are more interesting, not that they're more interesting, but they're more practical. So this guy's name is Dr. Jordy Ripa, or uh, <laughs> Riba, or Riba, Jordy Riba, Dr. Jordy Riba. He's been studying. That's the one we're going with? Yeah. Okay. He's been studying ayahuasca, which, as we talked about, is like the, the tribal brew that the active ingredient is DMT. He's been studying this to treat neurological disorders. And he found they had two studies. They were small, but with people. These people had clinical depression. Not only did they have clinical depression, they had recurrent depression and treatment resistant depression. So they're fucking right. depressed. They tried. Right. They couldn't fix it. He found that there was a long-lasting reduction in the depressive symptoms uh, when he gave these people ayahuasca, which the active ingredient is DMT. So basically the, what is it, the first receptor that we talked about there? The The, 5-HT2A, the serotonin receptor. So like, is that essentially being blocked by people in depression type of thing? I don't know. I I don't know the mechanism. They they just know that that it helped. Because, I mean... It worked. If I could see myself being depressed, because like serotonin is what's released like after you have sex, right? Yeah, it's like a, or just when you, or that rush. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a good feeling. If you're not releasing that, that'd be depressing as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So you think about it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what a lot of Whatever gets your rocks off, if you will. A lot of people that have depression, that's what it is. They give them a drug that mimics serotonin in the hopes that they can. DMT. But it doesn't always no DMT. No, that's what's interesting about this. He found that it helped, and it makes to me it kind of makes sense because right, like if you're having this profound experience where you're like the universe and it's all around you, and you get these secrets and shit, and you have like entities and angels like helping your trauma. Sam's little helper. It's like oh fuck, or you have an ego death, and you're like oh, I'm actually don't really matter that much. Cool. You just go about your day. I can see why it would help these people. But this is a scientific study that showed that, which is interesting. He also showed, um, not, not, sorry, not that he showed, but there's reports that uh, ayahuasca helps people kick addiction. So alcoholism in particular is what I looked at. So people who are alcoholics, when they did ayahuasca, they found it helped them kick that addiction, which is cool because it's like a practical use. It's not like you're just doing it to trip. It's helping right. your, your disorder. So... Huh. That's kind of cool. Um, the same guy this that we're talking about, Jordi uh, Reba right now, his lab, they also showed that it facilitates divergent thinking. So divergent thinking is just a cool way of saying creativity. So people who uh, were who took ayahuasca, they were they had like different creative tasks they had to do. And the people who had it, they were they were more creative than the people that didn't, which is interesting. The other thing that was cool. So like we were talking about meditation as a thing people use to like help, you know, relieve anxiety, stress, stuff like that. So they had, they compared people who do meditation and people who took ayahuasca and they found they had similar effects. They had increased mindfulness. Um, they had reduction in judgment. So just, you know, like, I don't know, everybody has a, judges people, you know, they, 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 they were, they were less judgmental after it. They also were, had more dissociation from negative emotions. And uh, it was just interesting because, like, basically what that study showed was that if you meditate, it has these positive effects. And this is well known. Like, in the literature, meditation is known to be helpful for your mind. But they had the same effects 
when they took ayahuasca. So it was in a way, instead of meditating, you can just take this and it would help you. And they showed that in a study, which was cool. That's cool. So this one gets a little more technical. This guy is named Dr. Stephen Ryan. So you guys heard of neurogenesis before? I have not. Have not. Okay. Sorry. Have you heard? Uh, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Have you heard of? So have you heard of the concept that you know what people say? You're like you're born with all the all the brain cells you have. You're born with. Have you heard this before? Yeah, and then they start dying off. So this is grow. this is partially true, but not really. There's two regions in your brain that actively produce new brain cells. There's the hippocampus, like we talked about. That's like the memory part of your brain. And then there's the subventricular zone. That's another part where you can get new brain cells. So that's interesting. So, so is that why like people like make their babies listen to like classical music and shit like that? <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe it helps, but that's called neurogenesis. That's producing new brain cells, which is important, right? Because it's your fucking brain. You probably want new cells. So this guy, Dr. Stephen Ryan, there's a component of ayahuasca. It's not not DMT in this point in this example. It's called harmine. He showed that if you take the ayahuasca, it actually um, could produce uh, neurogenitive effects, at least in vitro, like when they did it in in the lab, like not in a human, but like on a glass dish with cells. They showed that that component like had neurogenitive effects, which is interesting because that means if you were to take ayahuasca, it has these antidepressive effects, anti-addictive effects, uh, like well-being effects, anti-judgment effects, but it also might help with neurogenesis. Like you might get fresh brain cells. Mm -hmm. So if we talked about, we haven't really talked about like, like, I guess we kind of touched on it, but like negative stuff. Because you're saying all these positives, right? And it's like, well, why? Oh, no. I have two more points. And okay, then let's then let's get into the negative. So this other chick, Dr. Deborah Gonzalez, she showed that ayahuasca, again, ayahuasca active ingredient is DMT. It helped people with grief, PTSD, depression, and anxiety. And not only did it help them, they had improved quality of life um, at three months follow-up. So that means when they took it, you know, like obviously it might help you that day because you have this crazy experience. But when they surveyed them three months later, they also had a good quality of life. So it helped with those things. And that's important, right? right. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a real thing. That's crazy. Absolutely depression, is. anxiety, it helped with that. Grief. Um, and depression is becoming more and more of a... Yeah. Um, like, well, I, I guess I should say it's always been a thing, but coming more and more to light. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And this other guy, he corroborated her findings. His name's Dr. Brad Adams. He, did, he uses ayahuasca as well. So just to make the point clear... Like in these studies, I'm saying ayahuasca, but the active ingredient is DMT. <laughs> so yeah, he showed he people who in his study, they had improved um, OCD, improved depression, anxiety, interpersonal sensitivity. So I guess some people, they like compare themselves to other people or they're like sensitive to criticism and it's like amplified in them. So they just have like, they're really sensitive, I guess. And it helped them. And in his study, he did a three-month and a six-month follow-up. And at six months, they were just as good, if not better in some cases. So it wasn't like the, like it had, so say you're 
here. It You're wasn't at a, just a, you know, it wasn't an overnight quick yeah. band-aid fix. Six months is a significant time. Yeah, so that's a, so it's like a long-lasting effect. Yeah. And that's two studies that Dr. Deborah Gonzalez and Brad Adams, they showed that the ayahuasca experience <clears throat> seems to have these long-lasting effects. Um, one thing that they that this guy, Brad Adams guy noted, he said, people feel um, a greater meaning of life and less fear of death after, which makes sense to me. Right. If you're having this experience, you're talking to fucking God and shit and entities, you might not fear death as much. And you might uh, have more purpose after that experience. So those are some positives that was with it. But again, like you're saying, there's obviously negatives. Like if you're predisposed to mental disorders, yeah, you could just fuck your mind up. You could go into a permanent yeah. state of psychosis well, forever. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. As, I'm very curious. So, okay. Yeah, because I'm curious to hear the negatives. Because listening off the positives, you're just thinking, going, well, well, you've seen people. I'm sure you've you might have people that you went to like school with or something that are just permafried from doing fucking drugs. Yeah. Like that can happen. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Like you can lose touch with reality if you're not careful. right. But I mean. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm completely spitballing here, but like, if if it's gonna lead to like mental health issues going down, isn't that like even if they become permafried, I would kind of be kind of leaning towards the that's positive in a way because how many people who and this might be a huge stretch here, so just hear me out. Okay. Um, you know, uh, like all, like all the mass shootings. Right? Okay. That like mostly are tied to mental health issues. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. So maybe you know if a few of those people got permafried off DMT, <laughs> you know that's a win. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, if it was that selective, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I think like some people, they don't even know that they're predisposed to the mental disorder. Are, yeah, you can't tell who has the disorders. So like, you, you might know, not even know. Yeah, but and then but, you, then you're just schizophrenic for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay, it's well, a, maybe, that is a risk. Maybe that is a risk. More negatives, bro. That is a risk. Like you they can become, become and then you yes, can you can have uh like a psychotic, in, in, uh, right. a psychedelic induced psychosis that's permanent. There's that's literally a thing. That's like a real that's the, that can that's happen. A huge negative. It's like the, I guess the way you could say it is, like vaccines are a good thing. Hundred percent support vaccines. But some people. How could you not support vaccines? I know. I'm just. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying. Some people can take a vaccine and they'll have an allergic reaction, and it's really bad for them. That doesn't mean vaccines are bad. It's the same thing with like I would say these. It's like yes, people can have adverse reactions, so you have to be careful. You have to think about it. But would you say that they're as sparse as? I don't know. Reactions. I don't know the data. I don't know the data. I didn't look into it. I just know that that's a thing. Like you can actually have more anxiety or depression. The negatives are the schizophrenic. Uh, you can become, you can be right. more anxious. More anxious. You can have more depression. That's possible. Oh shit. Because like oh. the thing is, like say you're trip. Instead of a catch twenty two. Instead of fifty. Instead of right. talking to like these benevolent entities that are healing you, you might have a trip where you feel like you're in hell. Talk to them. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess it's like I've never done it before. So I guess yeah. I guess it's not all positive. No. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's fair. And I mean that's I think that's good why. I'm pretty adamant on that disclaimer. I'm just, you know, it's yeah, like we can just sit here and discuss the the positives and, the, and everything that's so great about this stuff, and it, it's like anything, right? Like you always hear about 
trying to put it, make a good analogy. That's Modern just Warfare. Call it. <laughs> it's like Modern you, Warfare when like you get Modern a triple Warfare kill and it's fucking dank. Like but, like, you know how, like, when people are like, oh, I got this wicked deal on, I'm going to use, I'm trying to buy a house. Sucks. I'm going to say, I was going to say a house, I'm trying to buy a house. Okay. But, um, like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I offered a place on my house, and Envy just bought a house, so he, he can probably relate to this. You hear a lot of people in the relationship it's like, oh, I got like $80,000 off the asking price or some absurd number, right? And then you go to offer, you know, you do go, go do your thing and you're like, okay, well, that's not reality. Or like just right. like anything in life, you know what I mean? Like people just like spew this. this yeah, this I see. Not, you know what I mean? There's, some hyper, to... there's a hyperbole yeah. or an exaggeration to yeah, the yeah, positives. That's, that's the word I'm trying to say. Yeah, people don't... say I did not get $80,000 off, but I was not exaggerating my number. <laughs> Well, you got like thirty grand off or something like that. Fifty. But that's you know, yeah, that's good. No, that's that's pretty normal. No, but I mean, I'm just saying like, there's just so many things where people like just toss. You know, maybe just my word too. Like I just hear a lot of fucking nonsense. I don't know, but you gotta take the good or the bad. It's like yeah, you know, what, you, what you see on Facebook or or whatever, and then people take that as like gospel, and it's not the truth. Yeah, well, that's right? the thing. I mean. I think it's it comes down to the individual. I mean, do everybody people should be free to do what they want to do. I really don't think things should be illegal. Um, but I think people should Whoa. be smart. I don't think well, seriously. That is a rough take. That things That's a shouldn't rough take. be illegal. Yeah. But that can be taken so what about why why the fuck no listen, 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 Andy. Let's just say we're on an island. We're on an island. It's just like us three. And we're on an island. It's super fucking <laughs> shitty. Let's say it's us three and our significant yeah. others, so it's it's not fucking. So it's not super LGBT. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to get at. What <laughs> I and let's say let's say there's like mushrooms on the island and like weed, like plants and like DM. Let's say there's toads and shit, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you two, no toads for you, no. Wait, I'm gonna go lick the fuck out of these things. No toads, that's the law. I don't think you guys should take to like what are we talking about? That's down. Well, you're the we're all adults. You're the shortest one. So we're how all... the fuck are you making? This? That's so... what I'm saying. Like that's what I. But just just scale that okay, up. Maybe we're scale that up. directly to drugs and things classified as drugs. Maybe to that there shouldn't be laws. But if you're referring to like there shouldn't be laws for anything, that's just absurd. There's murder. There's fucking. Rape. No, that's there's... not what I'm saying. No, no, no. So that was that was uh, just a miscommunication. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to me that like. I will say this. So what both you know, are like, saying, like, we're we adults. All, we we all played sports, so just kind of put this in. The the games that always got out of control were the games that were overly refereed. Where you know what I mean? Where they called everything. Yeah, that's, that's actually, actually that's yeah. True. You know what I mean? So like, and I'm not even trying to relate this to what's going on. In, in the world now but um you know when things are over policed and kind of in because you know because we're we're in north america and you you can you compare that to european countries where they're way more liberal left leaning kind of well they're, more know, they're looser they're, looser yeah that's the word i'm looking for looser with their laws right like drugs are more but they're also better trained they train for a lot well, longer than we're not getting political here we're not no i'm not i'm just saying like I'm trying to kind of dream. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm sitting on the fence here. Yeah, I'm not condoning that there shouldn't be laws. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just yes. saying, I'm saying for certain substances, the fact that it's yeah, illegal doesn't sense. really make sense to me. Like, I understand that you want to protect 
the youth and you want people to be informed. But just because you shouldn't be able to just be like, oh, we just have to make it illegal because we're not willing to make people informed. Yeah, it's just like we, we legalized marijuana in Canada. It's literally nothing changed. It wasn't a problem. Most of the people I know who like, still smoke weed are always smoked weed. They still just go to a drug dealer anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just saying like it, some of these substances, like it just doesn't make sense that it's like a fucking felony or whatever. Like it's, yeah, that's no, my point. Yeah, that I understand. That I can agree with. That's what yeah, mean. obviously murder is bad. <laughs> we could all, I think we could all agree on that. Well, we're in agreement. It's <laughs> for, for once. All right, let's fucking wrap it up with. I got some listener experiences. Oh yeah. Then okay. I want to. Are you uh, gonna play it? I'm not gonna play it. I'm gonna read it. Okay. Because I I was sent. Uh, so we just talked about these experiences, right? We went through everything. We went through some of the science and shit. Are you quoting it right now? And no, no, no. Well, I'll read this, and you'll see uh, some of these accounts. So I have two accounts. This first person. I'm gonna. Th- I'm reading it now. I have done dimethyltryptamine around 20 to 30 times in my life. Look. I first, I first used DMT around the age of 16. My experiences with the drug vary, so I will distill the most profound and relevant information from all of them. I want to firstly explain why I think it is called a breakthrough. Firstly, the pulling forward sensation when the first hit takes effect, not unlike the Stargate sequence in Kubrick's A Space Odyssey, is a vacuum-like in its nature as your visual field gets flooded with neurosensory information information such as shapes, fractals, loops, and swirls. On lower doses, the world around you becomes filled with geometry but is still visible. At high doses, you lose any real sense of vision as you are launched through a world of fractals. Second, a true breakthrough often will often be accompanied by a deep objective revelation of sorts which is a hallmark of sudden ego death. After the project- projection-like sequence of visually a visual geometry settles, I often feel during this time as if a wave is washing over me and cleansing my mind. Rather than entities, I often felt a distinct feminine presence. On my first trip, there was... <laughs> That's really funny that he said that. <laughs> inside, inside on, on my first trip... There was a distinct hallway feeling. My sight narrowed, and there seemed to be a light emanating from the end of the room I was in. Thoughts and ideas flow much easier at this point. About one minute in, this is when you can meditate and ponder in peace. The utility to breaking through and reaching objectivity, that's in quotations, so to speak, is found in sort of an out-of-body experience. There is not a feeling of floating above yourself, this is more like being dead for a couple minutes. This is a feeling of deep resting into a kind of peaceful, accumulated wisdom. The state of heightened objectivity is the reason for any profound realizations relating to personal growth. While a breakthrough is easily sufficient to leave lasting alteration on one's worldview, this is not to say every DMT trip is immense and breathtaking. I've had some times where I almost forgot I took it when I came out the other end. There have been multiple instances where I thought during my trip, this burnt plastic taste is some bullshit. If this is what death or hell is like, (laughs) I don't want any of it. (laughs) But for every three to four DMT trips, one might be truly life-changing. One time, I was brought to tears 
while on it. I was listening to Soundgarden, and while the words of Chris Cornell spoke to me with an indescribable weight, I felt an immense sense of loss at the uh, untimely nature of his death. death. Strange, but worth mentioning. In short, I think DMT caused me to temper temporarily defy, deify Chris Cornell. What a fucking trip. Thoughts, comments, concerns. <laughs> All right, that's... Goddamn. So I think what was cool about that is basically everything we talked about was mentioned. That's Ego what death, I thought, too. Geometry. I like, Did you just read this off the Wikipedia page? No, so <laughs> it goes to show that the, the that's like a prototypical response that people have right loyal listener of the podcast um okay all right i got one more this one is kind of more in depth so maybe it'll arise some discussion um it's it's kind of worded uh how do i want to say poetically so just just bear with me when i read through it but this is another loyal listener of the podcast that submitted his dmt yes Nice, he is loyal. His DMT experience. Has he donated? How loyal are we talking? How's <laughs> not that loyal? Not that loyal. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. This is this is a little bit more in depth. My first experience with DMT was both parts equally terrifying and wondrous. While not achieving a breakthrough, I came as close to divine energy as I have ever been. Almost immediately, I noticed colors and visual distortions emanating from everything in the room. Swirling rainbows and twisting pictures pervaded my sight. I took a second haul off my pipe and had an intense rush of euphoric oneness and terrifying sense that I had gone too far into, into a realm of which I had no understanding. A breath in and I felt as though my breath was matched with a divine power and was not, that was not only aware of me, but was all too happy to give me what I came for. While I didn't see any beings or receive any gifts, I felt that the experience itself was a gift and understanding that there is perpetual awareness with machine-like qualities that was equal parts a source of universal love and kindness and also a sociopathic meat grinder with no remorse whatsoever. It was Mother Teresa and Hitler all rolled into one entity that existed in every living creature on earth and in every empty space. I felt difficulty breathing, yet I knew that I had to wait it out. It was a swirling fractal of such magnificence. I felt that it was causing me to have difficulty catching my breath. I felt I had been winded. There was an ethereal humming that had been ongoing. It sounded like a droning um. The trip lasted about 10 minutes, yet I had a glowing understanding of a force greater than what we are able to comprehend that lasted for days and in some ways never left. I'm going to continue. He has a little bit more. Keep going. Yeah. The other bewilderingly beautiful experience I'd had was outdoors on a hot summer day. The clouds, ground, and grass were all matched to my breath as they would inhale with me. It filled me with an electric warmth to be surrounded by so many things. I realized how everything has an awareness and is aware of us and how we act and who we are. At the same time, I felt an indefinite, an infinite love for the universe. No fear this time. I felt like a child in its mother's arms. I've had multiple experiences since, all with an undertone of a rush of awareness of the existence of another realm, a world that is our own, yet makes ours seem monochrome. I'd always felt as though the gift I'd received was not in fact a secret, 
but the chance to have a glimpse of the inner workings of the universe, almost like watching the watch of a clock through a transparent case. On the surface, you see two hands, but underneath there are hundreds of cogs spinning, all contributing to a single purpose, a perpetual act of service to cause that is beyond where beyond their understanding. The collective fruits of their labor create a sense of time which rules us all. It's pretty deep. That is, that is some deep stuff there. Yeah. It's like, well, interesting, uh, that one too. I like how it ties right into everything we talked about. Yeah, like you mentioned the humming, the machinery, color machinery. Yes. The understanding, the communication, the entities, stuff like that. It's very interesting. So those are two... Nice, please. Fuck police. <laughs> so I think maybe that's a good... I don't know. What do you guys have to think about? Good that's to a good... Final yeah, final way. thoughts. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll start it off. Yeah, let's start. Final Andy. thoughts. Um... DMT sounds very interesting. I, for yeah, one, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, for one, like, I've thought about maybe trying out psychedelics, but at the same time, I get some really fucked up thoughts as is. And I, I've had some traumatic experiences before, so I don't think probably the best choice for me to do. That's kind of what I've been avoiding doing anything psychedelic. You also have traumatic experience with cats, though. So I mean, yeah, there, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting my shots, and that's all. No, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, like, I essentially I would want to try it, but I'm too afraid with all the shit that I have trapped inside. I mean, that's a fair point. I, I I'm in a similar camp, but I would question you then. Um, what would I say? You can dabble with uh, there's sobering routes to the same to similar experiences. Not the same, obviously. I don't think they would be as intense, but like meditation, transcendental meditation. There's uh, I've tried some meditation. I probably every few days I try and meditate. Yeah, because that's that's actually one that I I I meditate often, and I found. Obviously, I'm not fucking seeing elves and shit and getting all this shit, but I find it so helps. You're probably not doing it right. I, in terms of, <laughs> I find it helps a lot. Mentally. I've never had like an experience where I see things, but mm-hmm. I have had an experience where I, I can calm down and maybe think of a solution to a problem happening yeah. more clearly. Yeah. The other thing too, uh, there's float tanks. It's a sober psychedelic. That would be cool, like one of those sensory deprivation tanks. Yeah, sensory deprivation yes. tanks. That would be 100 down. And I mean, if you try that and you felt like it's fine and you have like a, a natural psychedelic experience, you might be open to, uh, you know, I'm just saying, I find this even in myself. Like, I'm, I'm like, I find it's easy for me to find reasons not to do stuff in anything. It's easy to make excuses. Of course. That's human yeah. nature. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just. So you are human. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, that's just that's just one thing I have in response to your comment there. But what do you think about uh the not even about like I don't want to we don't talk about use of it or anything. Like what do you think about the effects? Do you think there's truth in them? Do you think it's oh, all think, in the brain? Or well, what? I think in terms of some of the stuff people do experience, 
like focusing on the good trips is groundbreaking. If they can have an experience where they have more appreciation for everything around them and those people around them, that thus makes them a better person. They can have a experience where they can solve a problem that benefits not only themselves but others around them. Like some of the bigger, bigger breakthroughs in human technology has happened. That would be like I don't see why why we wouldn't want to try that. But at the same time, for those people who have had bad trips and might would think that maybe it would be a bad trip, depending on certain right. aspects, those yeah. people should should avoid it or at least if they still want to do it, work their way up to it. Yeah, don't don't, <laughs> don't don't start with the yeah. yeah. The most it's not the, the world's drug. most yeah, <laughs> the world's most potent psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. Start with some start <laughs> But we do not condone starting with anything here at this work podcast. This is true. Maya? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start off with that too. Yeah, like we're not sitting here saying fucking go try DMT, go try um, mushrooms, you know, whatever, right? Or crack or, or crack, any sort of fucking drug. Nah. So we're math. just, we're not condoning it. I personally have never tried any psychedelic. Um, what I like Except to... coffee. Okay, I drink a fuck ton of coffee. I guess that's, you know... Um, I, guess, I guess my kind of take on it, what I'm going to go on, what I'm going to focus on is the legality of it and how it's not being used properly. Because it sounded like, to me, it sounded like, yes, I get there's negatives. But I feel like anything you could you could uh you could put a system in place to make well, it you know like even like with COVID how you have to get you know here's a questionnaire you know and obviously make it way harder but you know do you need to get tested for COVID do you have any symptoms blah 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 that's a it's a bad example but you know just like anything like okay like do you have a you know history of mental health or do you have a history of you know, you know, find, you know, get some experts involved and say, like, hey, like, here's the questions we need to answer because it will go negatively if you take it. But it seems to me like there's some positives that could be explored from this, like we discussed, right? So, Just to quickly jump in there, Australia, they do have the drug per. Shout out to our Australian listeners. Oh, we actually what have... up, mate? Let's throw a strip on the <laughs> so, Bobby. <laughs> the drug is prohibited for free use, but it is actually allowed for medical purposes, so it can be prescribed. Right. Or issued DMT. It's gonna help. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, there was definitely yeah. some I didn't like well, well maybe in Peru. No, I don't in, think... in Australia. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh a, in Australia. Okay. It's a prohibited you, you could drug. Be right. You could be right. It's a prohibited drug for free use and recreational use, but it is allowed on the grounds of medical health Okay, yeah. Australia use. Australia actually is in like the forefront of a lot of uh what would you say, like untraditional means of medicine so i think that's i i'm not surprised that that's the case there i thought you were saying something different yeah no in, in 2014 they actually tried to vote to make it fully legal but then it didn't pass so it's still used for medicine but not for recreation but yeah i, I guess my thing what i'm just I, that's where i'm going to focus on the take is, is is use the stuff to help people with mental health or you know help mental health issues or or whatever, because it sounds like it works. And obviously, I've only researched, you know, about 20 minutes by reading a Wikipedia page and then listen to Megan talk. So, 
you know, don't sit, if you have fucking mental health, don't sit here and think, oh, well, fucking dragging on the sort of podcast that take. Yeah, like this is the solution. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that it feels like they're missing out on what maybe could potential. be. Yes, the potential is there. And maybe I'm sure you could fucking find a way to like dumb it down levels, you know. Uh, just, you know, it's like marijuana, like there's, I'm not a big dope smoker, but, you know, there's different doses of, uh, what is it, TM, what, what, what is it, fuck, THC, THC, I was going to say TMZ, that's what fucking media <laughs> thing. Um, there's just that, that fucking guy with the drink inside <laughs> your joint. He's just filming you. <laughs> what the fuck's his name, Harvey? I don't know. That would just be hilarious. But that's what I focus on. I, I, thought what you got today. I thought it was really cool, those testimonies we had. Shout out to those guys for having the mm-hmm. courage to do that. That's pretty huge. Obviously, they'll remain anonymous. But, anonymous. Uh, did I say that wrong? Yeah, you did. You, put it, you said ominous or something. <laughs> you put an M. You said ominous. Yeah, actually, yeah, I thought I said anonymous. Not important. Anyways, big shout out. That's, that's, that's pretty cool get those testimonies so thank you for doing that mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i don't know i i just think they're missing out you know it's like why it's kind of like why weed like how the fuck did it take so long for weed to legalize yeah you know what i mean it's just so silly to me and i'm honestly you well you guys know me like i'm the furthest thing from a drug user right i drink like a fish but i'm the furthest <laughs> thing like i'm not a i'm not a drug guy so and like nothing against it's just not right. my thing. It's just, you know, whatever, you do you. Well, no, actually, sorry, shit. <laughs> Don't do this drug. <laughs> but you know, like Yeah, I I just feel like we're missing out on what could be and obviously yeah. there's some harm that, there's medical uses. Yeah, like I, I feel like we're missing out on or it. probably based yeah, on the research like, we looked at. Yeah, based off, you know, us scratching the surface here yeah. and, and that's kind of what I'm gonna focus on or did focus on. All right, Good take. All right. Well, I just want to throw. I want to throw this concept out there. In okay, so this is my take. Your brain is already hallucinating your conscious experience. You're hallucinating right now. All of us in this room right well, now. Yeah, I just had like three, four shots of fireball. No, no, no. Even sober, like if you think about it, the senses you have, they're taking in information from. The surroundings it's an electrical input into your brain and then your brain makes a best guess of what reality is it's not truth so for instance like when you see colors those are wavelengths those are each of those wavelengths of light has a different frequency and you perceive that frequency as a color it doesn't mean that that color is totally a quality you have it's not real it's in your mind so everything is like that touch, feel, um, taste, hearing. It's all, it is a real thing that you're sensing, but how you perceive the sensation is made up in your head. So we're already hallucinating the, all the fucking time. But, okay, this is maybe okay, go, completely yeah, go ahead. stupid here, but I'm just going to say anyway. So this is going on the color thing, mm-hmm. right? So how come, like colors are obviously real though, Obviously, we perceive it. Okay, we all agree that the leaves. That's are green. why we all agree. So we all, but colors are actually a thing, though. They because are. You can, they are a wavelength can, of light. Yes. But you can combine colors to make another color. Yeah, no, but 
That's correct, but all it is is a wavelength of light. It's a certain frequency. So, like for instance, red has a very like the wavelength right. is very big. Right, but we just all agree that this violet is very short. Okay, but that short wavelength of light, the color violet is just made up in your head. That's not real. The wavelength is real. The color is just what you perceive. And that's what we have agreed upon yeah. to be the same color. That's just as a human colorblind people. Yeah, exactly. Well, or running stop signs for no reason. Each person can perceive the same color differently. Like so the way the way Well men and women. Women women see colors better than men. Yeah, so like yeah, my mom, like looking at fucking places to live, looking at showing her the ad the place we're looking at, and she's like, Oh, are the colors on the wall taupe? Or, uh, I'm just like, that's the thing. We can, yeah, know. but they actually women like that. They, they, they can see, they see that and they care. Or like, you know, sometimes like you might wear, like, say you have, you're trying to match something and you like, oh my God, fucking you're like, oh, that doesn't match. But you're like, no, it totally matches. It's fucking red and like black, you know, like it fucking matches. And it's like, no, you think that's black, but it's actually like Navy or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. It gets they, fucking they just, they just have good yeah. vision or color perception. So it, it is subjective. Well, in men a sense. are more likely to be colorblind, right? Or more often yeah. colorblind than women. Yeah, that's right. So, but I get, okay, I get what you're saying that it is relative in a way because we. It's just in our head. Yes, we've just. Basically, all of our senses they allow us to interact in reality, which is good. But it, it is it's a best it's it's a good enough guess that allows us to survive and reproduce. Right, because if it didn't, we wouldn't be here. But it doesn't mean that that's well, what reality that's is. The, yeah, okay, yeah, that's the main purpose so, of everything, right? Yeah. So what I'm yeah keep moving on. So what I'm saying is like except for the Neanderthals. Yeah, just because you think this is what you're seeing, you think this is what you're hearing, you think this is what you're feeling, or whatever, that doesn't mean that that's base reality. So you're getting some sense of reality, so but you in, don't know. In like another, for instance, we can't perceive X-rays. We can't perceive gamma rays we can't perceive infrared light like there's those are just examples of light that we already we have no sense of you have to use special detectors to detect that what else is there that we don't detect we perceive a narrow band so that that's my whole point is like these dmt experiences they sound fucking crazy and they sound unbelievable but i really don't think we understand the fabric of reality like we have we kind of understand, like, we have physics, we have theories, we have experimental evidence for certain theories, but I just think that there's more to be learned, and I'm not so quick to, to completely be like, oh, these trips are not, it's just, it's just in your head, because I'm like, well, this is already just in my head. Right now, me talking to you all here is just in my head, so who's to say anything like what if you know what i mean like i don't think we understand consciousness fully or anything so it's just interesting to me to to when you hear these psychedelic reports it's it makes you wonder what's 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 going on is it just distorting the neurochemistry in your brain so you perceive things differently or is it enhancing perception in some way how do you know can we test this who's doing the studies someone do this you know what I'm saying? That would be interesting. Is there is the DMT realm real per se? Is, is God real? Well, if you <laughs> do you if you DMT. believe Benedict Spinoza, if you do you enough DMT, yes. you'll figure it out. No, totally. you will talk to God. Some people <laughs> do. 
so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, that's that's kind of like my thing. It's like, you know, we all have our own perception, but we all kind of just agree on what reality is because we all that's our we all have the same perception because our brains through evolution they all perceive things the same way, but we don't actually know what reality is. And when you have these psychedelic experiences, I'm curious, what does that mean in the context of consciousness, in the context of perception? Marty, we need more information. Really getting that level without the psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The way you can think of it as right now, it's like we have a controlled perception, right? Like right now, we're everything's controlled. It's the same. It's consistent. I know if I touch this, it's going to feel like this. I know I drink this. It tastes like this. I look at you. It looks like this. It's controlled. But you could think of psychedelics, it's like a chaotic perception or like an uncontrolled perception. It's like everything your brain normally perceives is like distorted. And it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting. That's my take, I guess. Yeah, holy fuck. (laughs) Yeah. It's good shit. All right. We don't condone it. I was going to say, like, (laughs) this is one of the ones we can't, like, be like, oh, you can't sit on the fence about because... We're just not good definitely. Yeah. I guess uh, tell them about our sponsors then. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this bitch up. That was um, a good episode, boys. I did. I, en- I enjoyed this topic a lot. Let's. Uh, oh fuck. We. Have, it is a long episode. Uh, <laughs> Where are we at? Two hours. <laughs> All right. Thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce, our unofficial sponsor. Which you didn't at- bring again. I brought it actually, so fuck nice. you. Okay, um, they are habanero based, way hotter than regular hot sauce and way more flavorful. I throw it on all my food most of the time. Eggs, meat, sandwiches, get that fucking spice. Um, personally, I prefer the red flavor. Good shit. I brought some red for you guys, so you will know what I'm talking about now, which is good. Moving on to our next shout out. Whoa, I shout out to like, you. Can I do like an anti shout out here? Like, look at this on Reddit. This is in the SpaceX lounge fucking thing, and they harped on our podcast. Not hard, but you know. Is that a meme? Did someone did meme someone make podcast? did someone make a meme of you? No, is that what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Oh, it's just coincidence. I drew the dragon launching. Oh, I thought they were referring to you. Yeah, I did too. And they were like, oh shit, someone's being oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Something laughs> hard. <laughs> How did that get 431? I don't get it. Anyway, I don't know. You can, edit, you can edit this out. Shout out to Sidestepping the Sun for making the intro and outro music to our podcast. And also, shout out to our two loyal listeners that provided us with some interesting um, anecdotal DMT experiences. That was really cool. Um, I mean, for future episodes, I want to continue that trend with listeners if it applies to the topic. I thought that was kind of cool. That was awesome. Um, I think that's all I have to thank for this one. On that note, please follow us on our social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're on Patreon, we're on Buy Me A Coffee, so get in there. <laughs> to mention quickly, for Patreon, our exclusive members will get early access to our episodes and additional content which will not be released for anyone else other than you loyal fuckers, so 
Also, get in there. That's a good point. We also post all the episodes to all the podcast places, Spotify, uh, what's it, iTunes. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean. Yeah. So we're everywhere. Yeah. If I can type in this word podcast, you'll yeah. find us. So. And I mean, if Patreon's too much of a fucking commitment, buy us a motherfucking coffee on buymeacoffee.com. One-time donation. Give us the caffeine to do the research. And if, even if that is not in the budget, totally understand. You can help us out for free by liking our podcast on various platforms, following us, throwing comments, sharing us, word of mouth, shit like that. We appreciate all of that help. Um, like, seriously, it's actually really good. Yeah. Do not forget about the post swerve, where we just kind of shoot the shit and go off tangent and just talk about where if you do daily com- life, <laughs> yeah. if you do comment. We will probably make fun of you. Yeah, you will be called out on that shit. <laughs> yeah, join us on the post swerve after this. Yeah. Um, what's the last thing I want to say? Oh, yeah. You, you got rec- topic recommendations or uh, booze recommendations. Also, alcoholic beverages. That's the post Yeah, thing. we'll get into that then. But yeah, shout, it, shout them out. We'll uh, feature them on the podcast as they come. We'll do our best. Um, and with that, we're blowing up. Keep the trend going, motherfuckers. Slap the ass, yeah, ride the wave. Right.